Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Now, I hope you are listening very carefully. Now, I know that many times we feel we've done what we can do. But I have just a question, which is one of my very favorite questions, which I received from a great man of God some years ago. And the question is this, can't you do just a little bit more? (laughs) Turn to Genesis chapter 4 and let us see what difference a little bit more can make genesis chapter 4 just a little bit more can't you do just a little bit more verse 1 adam knew his wife yeah it means it is a, it's a Jewish way of saying Adam was close to his wife. All right? A lot of couples are not close anymore. They used to be close. But they are not close anymore. They don't flow anymore. They don't merge anymore. They don't talk. And she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. From where? From the nightclub. From the weir. From the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel and Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. All right? Tell somebody, can't you do just a little bit more? Verse 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Verse number four. And Abel, he also brought the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. 
and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Are you there? But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. Hey! And his countenance fell. And the Lord said to to Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, Shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over them. Hebrews 11 verse 4. It says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Now, notice the word more excellent sacrifice. So Abel sacrifice was more excellent than Cain's excellent sacrifice. So Abel did a little bit more than Cain. Just a little bit more than Cain. And it made a great difference. Just a little difference. Giving an offering, both of them from your work, but Abel's sacrifice was a little bit more excellent. That little bit is what made the difference to attract the respect of God. That Cain's offering did not attract that respect. Sometimes when we give offerings, um, a small amount more will make your sacrifice more excellent. Just a little bit more. You get what I'm saying? Just a little bit more would make your sacrifice more excellent and something that would make the difference for God to have respect to your sacrifice. So, many times, God is asking for just a little bit more. You see, God hasn't done anything negative to me by asking me to do the first love church. Yes, I still have the crusades. I still have iron sharpened iron comb or give thyself holy conference but a little bit more because the Lord was showing me that people cannot come easily for the conference from here and from here that's why last year we had to give thyself holy conference in Kinshasa in Congo and in Brazzaville and in Ethiopia when I went to Ethiopia so many Ethiopians many of them have been reading my books for a long time 
Well, many, many testimonies. Many, many. So, I'll tell you something. You know, as I work for the Lord, one of the things that I really feel is that a little thing can just cross over into what is becoming significant. Just some decision. Sometimes when it comes to appointing of pastors, doing certain things, I know that when I'm not around, certain things will not be done. So sometimes I look and I say, I want to do this thing. It will make a difference. Now. I want to do it now. I don't want to leave it for somebody to do. And I, because I know, you know, those of you who come from Ghana, there's a road in Ghana called the Temamoto Way. It's 21 kilometers. Since it was built by the first president, that's it. That's it. You know, you ask yourself that, could he have done a little bit more, maybe added seven kilometers to it? And that way would have crossed Accra to the another side. Yeah. Just a little bit more, not, not much. Would have made it a different road. If you, 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 those of you who have been to Ghana before, you would understand. So when you come, it's a famous road now. So just ask anybody, look, can you show me this famous 21-kilometer road, which if they had just added seven kilometers, would have changed everything. Yes. Just a little bit more. Because since he, as the founder of the nation, you see, finished with the road, nobody has really been able to add even one meter of that road. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. You know, little things, little additions make major differences. Little additions. And when I look at a first love church, we are 5,000, if this is a thousand plus people, we are 5,000 people on Sunday mornings. Real people. You were there? Yes. If this is about a thousand plus people, we are 5,000 on Sunday morning. Yes. And it's like God was discussing with me my first love. And instead of coming up with self-righteous, you know, people who can't be spoken to, nothing bad can ever be pointed out to you that you ever agree to. Nothing can ever be said to you that you ever agree to. It will just be a long discussion. You are cut off from many blessings. And I have children, people's children of a certain age. They are all with me. The future, people, people, you've brought your children, people's children. No, somebody to talk to them. Somebody to pray for them. Somebody to advise them. Somebody to help them. Somebody to help them to cross the barriers. A little bit more. You see, that was all that God was discussing with me. 
Instead of coming up with self-righteousness, what first love again? Have you not done? Is it not first love? The first one, I'm winning souls, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Stop this nonsense, self-righteous nonsense thing. We can't discuss anything with you. You are giving vegetables to God for a sacrifice. And he doesn't eat salad. God doesn't eat salad. He doesn't eat salad. Yes. He doesn't eat it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't use it. It's a little bit more effort. You could have taken some of these vegetables. You know? Yes. And exchanged it. Got a, a goat or something. And you have had just a little bit more effort. I don't think it's about poverty, but just a little bit more effort to do maybe to have cost a little few more vegetables to make up. But there's no effort. And you see, you can see when people don't make the effort to do a little bit more than they've done. You can feel it. Yes. Even when somebody's giving you an offering, you can sense this. The person is like, look, they said we should do this. And look, here you are. Here you are. Here you are. <laughs> is it not what you want? Take it. So, my friends, I tell you, just a little bit more can make a lot of difference. A little bit more effort, a little bit more time. So don't 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 hold back. You know, look at Cain and Abel. Now you Cain, you are so upset that God is not receiving you, doesn't seem to be blessing you. Now you are taking it out on somebody who hasn't done anything to you. And have, you have now turned into a murderer because you wouldn't do that little extra. The evil is multiplying within you and you are becoming the first murderer in the world. So by not doing the little bit more, the anger that develops in you and the apparent approval by God of others stirs up envy in you. Like the Pharisees. They crucified Jesus because of envy. So, my dear friends, God sent me to ask you, can't you do just a little bit more? You can. Yes, we can. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, we can. President Obama should help me to say yes, we can. A little bit more. A little bit more. Just a little bit more. So think about it in that way. Think about it in terms of God working with you and God wanting you. So, really? Just one more person. What difference would it make? One person? I am one person. I am a nobody from Ashimoto School, Scripture Union Fellowship. What difference would I make? When I was going to start a church in, in London, there were already churches there and churches in America. But it's just a little bit more. So let's have one little church in addition to all the churches that are here. That's us over here now. 
and counting. So God is going to ask you for more and more and more. And often, just often a little bit more. But of course, your self-righteousness can block it. You know, I thank God for Jesus. That guy that he met, the guy who was telling him that he, he has not done anything wrong. Here is the thing. He has suffered. He even hid it to protect it. Jesus undressed him right there. He said, you are a wicked man. It's not that you have kept my man. You are wicked. Jesus, I like him. He, he, he was not a man. He was not a man. Can you imagine couples having quarrels in the house about such things? This one is saying this, explaining this, showing the evidence, and the point, but actually you are wicked and lazy. But you see, you are not as wise as Jesus to point it out that you wicked and slothful wife, you are not doing this and that and that. <laughs> or wicked and slothful husband. Yeah. Wickedness and laziness. Now, what are the things that Jesus is going to ask us to do? A little bit more. And that, those things that Jesus is going to ask us to do, all right, is uh, wonderful things. And one of them is what people call the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Now, I want us to look at the Great Commission according to Matthew. There are many versions of the Great Commission. But the one according to Matthew is what I want us to look at now and the highlights from that commission. Matthew 28, 17. Or if you want, John 20, 21. 20, 21. Beautiful. John 20, 21. All right, I think I have to have my own independent work here. As my father has sent me, so send I you. Okay, so Jesus is sending us to do what? As a reward. This is the reward. Look at the reward very well. Matthew 28. And when they saw him, verse 17, they worshipped him and some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen? Amen. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the world amen Amen. all right now six highlights the highlights of this great commission according to matthew number one go somewhere 
go somewhere. That's the first highlight. And the, in each of the commissions, the highlights are different. There's a few overlaps, but the, the overlaps are far fewer than the individual uh, differences. All right? So go somewhere. That is the more that God wants you to do. Amen. More is go somewhere. Go somewhere. I'm How many want to serve God and love God? Yeah. And by the way, your life and all the things you are doing will never compare with what God is doing. Yeah. How many of you, if you are going to give a commandment to your child, what would you tell your child? Your last words. Stand up. Say you are dying. How many children do you have? Four. Four. Yes, Bishop. What would be your last words to your, your you called, what's your name of your first one? Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Is he here? He's not here. Okay. What would you tell Nathaniel? That he should love the Lord and serve him. You wouldn't tell him to iron his shirt on, on Tuesday? No, that's not important. You sure? And what's your next child's name? Michael. What would be the last, let's say you are dying, God forbid, and you say, oh, Michael, 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 come closer. Let me tell you something. What would you tell him? Of all the things that you do, make sure that you love the Lord and serve him. Wow. That would be the last thing you tell Michael. Is Michael here? Okay. What's your third baby called? Joy. Joy. A girl. A girl. Supposing you were dying, God forbid. You call Joy. And you say, Joy, baby, baby, come nearer. Come, 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 come. What would you tell her? Joy, you must love the Lord and serve him all your life. Wow. And your last baby? David. David. How old is he? Eleven. Eleven. Supposing you were telling this last little baby boy something, what would you say to Joy? What about her wigs? Did you tell her anything about her wigs or her hair? No. You didn't talk to her about her wigs, about her? At all, Bishop. What about what she should do, her nails? Not important at all, Bishop. If, really? If I have a few words to say, the work is irrelevant. You don't want her to look nice? I want her to look nice. She, she, she would, in the process of serving and loving God, that will come. That will come. It will be added. So I have to use the time very wisely because I don't know whether my last breath would, if I add these other things, I will be able to say the most important thing. You have to be economical with the time that is left. So, last baby, he's only 11. What would you say to him? David, you must love the Lord and serve him. Don't ever stray away from it. This is very important. Remember my words. 
Just say amen. Just say amen. amen. Yeah. And these are last words. Last words. Yes. So now Jesus is standing here and he's standing on the mountain or wherever he is and he's saying, Go ye. Go ye. Highlight number one go. Not stay. And we have stayed. <laughs> yes. It's like some immovable rock of ages. True. So I want to emphasize very little ministry is possible without going somewhere to preach somewhere. Very little ministry is possible without going. That is why many of us are barren. Because the words of Jesus are less powerful to you than the words of Mammon. Mammon says stay. Jesus says go. Which one will you do? Stay. It means Mammon is your God, not Jesus. You don't like what I'm saying. You say. Jesus says go. Mammon says stay. So who is more powerful? Who is more powerful? No, I mean who is more powerful in your life? Who do justice? Who is more powerful? The one who's Mammon. one you man moves you. Mammon. Because we are not moving. So you see, that's it's better. Look, it's better to say, Jesus, Mammon is more powerful than you in my life. I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. Help me. Sit down. You know, I've remembered somebody, something. You know, a few weeks ago, somebody came to see me in my office. And uh, what he came to tell me is like what this servant said. I've not done anything. I've kept your thing and this and that and that. So he came and he sat. I was sitting here. He was sitting opposite. And he said, ah, I've come to tell you this and that. I just sat in my chair and I looked at him. I didn't say a word. Are you listening to me? He just knelt down and said, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. Yes, he just, I beg you. I beg you. He knew. He knew what he was saying. And what he was doing. He said, I beg you. I beg you. I didn't say, I didn't say, was it good, bad? I was I'm coming to pray for it. I beg you. You know in your heart. You don't need anybody to say anything and prove anything. Rather pray and say, Lord, I hate this truth. You see, that's why I said that. When God told me first love, you have left your first love. I'm having a quiet time. You tell me. Because I read, I read the Bible and it stuck with me. It wasn't going away. You've left your first love. So it's not applying to somebody. It seems to be applying to me. So I started to pray about it. Because that is the only way you can move on with God. 
So don't sit here and say that Jesus is more powerful than mammon in your life. Because mammon is far more powerful than Jesus in your life. Why do you think I will not call any of you and send you to the ends of the world? The places Jesus said. I will not repeat Jesus' words to you. Because I've seen a greater power in your life. So I will not even try to challenge that power. Yes. I've seen a greater power at work. So great in your life. That I will not even try to play small games with it. It's so great. So I'm teaching you today. You know. When we are serving God. Look. Many times uh, we can't obey the word. Literally. You know, one day there was a young man. He came into my life. He was smoking, taking drugs, this, that, that. You know, and I said, at first I gave him some money. And then I said, no, I will not give you money. But the Lord told me I should give him money. And I should look after him. Yes. And the Holy Spirit told me that he can't obey. It's not that he doesn't want. He can't do it. He can't do it. It's not, he's not able to. So look after him. When he died, his family came to thank me. Because no one in his family was prepared to look after him again. But God touched my heart to care for him. So I cared for him. Then he became, when I cared for him, he was well. But then at the point he became sick and then he died. But I look after him. Every time I gave, I put one of my people in charge. I said, this, pay every whatever give him money for this for this week every week this is money to to live i'm looking after you to live but i knew that he would do bad things to the man but this is food money this money everything for you yeah it's good to, he can't do it he can't do it when you say this he can't do it when you say this he can't do it and many of us we look at the things that are in the bible we can't do them don't say you can do so don't let me give you some dirty slap there just now. <laughs> Rather say, I see that I can't do these things that you are saying. God help me. That's all. And you start to see miracles in your life. I'm telling you, you start to see miracles in your life. You see miracles in your life and God's power in your life. Whatever it is. God, if he wants you to be patient, but you are impatient, just say, God, I'm impatient. Rather say, why do you say that I'm impatient? Whatever I do, I do it from my heart. You can't tell me that I'm impatient. I did this. I took this time to do it. I asked this question. I said, ah, do you say I'm impatient? You see, you, you have lifted up a screen that defends you from nothing else but just the word of God. You are now blocking the word of God from coming near to you. That is not a good thing. Yes. And all of us, I tell you, there are different aspects of the weather that we struggle with. Yes. And some struggles we cannot. So when I'm pointing out something like this to you, I say, Mammon and Jesus, who is more powerful? Okay. And the blessing that God is bringing to us is saying, I'll give you my great commission. After working for Jesus for three years, he says, Beautiful. Charlie, you are the guys who have suffered with me. It's reward time. Okay, go. <laughs> it's a reward. It's time for rewards. Go. Yeah. Go. Therefore. Travel. 
move from where you are. That's the reward. Go, go from your country. I want to bless you. Go from your country. Yes. So, I want to say that going and, and you can see the blessing. When we were in New York, I used to come to New York. In New York is the first place I had a backache in my life. New York. Yes. It's the first place. I, I sleep in Pastor Joel's house. There's a bed there. I, I get backache there. Yes. <laughs> and I said to him, I said to him, go from New York. Go. Live here. It's not a case to leave New York. I said, go to Atlanta. Go away from this place. Most of the rewards that God is giving you, he said, here you are. Go this way. It was not against anything. And Bishop Joel was not moving. He was not moving. You have to ask him after church. Ask him after church. He was not moving. Has, let, and let me ask you, has God done anything bad to us by giving us churches all over America? Is it a bad thing? Is it not rather a blessing? I mean, is it not something higher? But you see, we were just only one church in Manhattan. In one room. Everybody in Lighthouse was in that Manhattan room. And I said, go. And he would not go. Now, anybody you see who is called Bishop in our church, it means he has been through many difficult meetings. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anybody who is used that word bishop is used on you. It means he has been through a lot of things. Yes, a lot of difficult meetings. Tremblings, crying, shaking, grindings. Yes. Which are, it will not happen to you if you are a lay, a lay pastor. No, 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 no. So one day I was at the house when he called me and said that he has had a terrible accident in the um, Manhattan area. He was driving somebody. And he said he's he's leaving to Atlanta now. (laughs) The stone fell on him. The stone fell on him. I'm just saying that has Jesus done anything against us? You have a church all over. Is it a bad thing? So you see that it's like, and it's not about a car or a, a money or something. If God, if I had come to America and I said, oh, here is two thousand dollars, 
compared with say go to atlanta and move that means we are now breaking out of new york and entering the country proper is it not an honor but you see what we don't realize and i want you to believe the words of jesus you go to heaven and those they'll be talking to you and they'll be asking you questions you do you, you have you read the bible so open to matthew the angel will be there the angel will be there i tell you so open to matthew read it where is he put it on matthew go you do you understand go <laughs> do you understand the word go why did you stay It's not going to be easy in heaven. Look, in Ghana, I don't need anything. I don't need to come here. There is nothing here that I don't have in Ghana. What do you have here? Television. I have one at home. What again? Radio. I have radio. Potato. We have some in Ghana. We have some. We have potato. Phone, we have phones in Ghana. Do you have Kelewele here? Do you have Kelewele? Do you know Kelewele? Do you know Kelewele? Do you have Kelewele? You don't have Kelewele. You don't have NATO. Do you have kebabs here? I don't know what you are struggling over. Listen, I do not need to go anywhere. That's the truth. And I'll tell you, you know, many American men of God, ministers, they don't need to go anywhere because there is nothing. They have a very high salary. They have everything that they need. They don't need to go anywhere for anything. It doesn't make any difference. Everywhere else is poor and poorer. It's true. Some are earning so many thousand dollars a month. If they go and preach somewhere, they may give them offering four hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. There's nothing. They don't need to, so they don't go anywhere. And you see that the church has changed as it stopped going. But before assemblies of God and so on, you could find their missionaries everywhere in Ghana, everywhere all over the world. You see them practice in South America and everything. Today, the church in America has changed. It's basically an organization that is struggling to survive, always fighting either gay something, homosexual, uh, abortion, something. You are fighting something that you are losing completely. It's even a war that you are losing. You can't win it. That's all that is left of the church. It used to be a powerful thing because it was a going something. When you take away that go. It means many places you cannot preach and much fruit you cannot bear. That word go ye is the highlight of the great commission, the great commandment, the great instruction from God to us. Go, go, go. And there are, there are various realms of going. 
and you see for a person to rise up and say i am going i don't need to go but i am going uh-huh. that's that is what i talk about but now you may not go but then financial things and economic things move you then you say oh dear bishop i've moved to this place it's like glory to god on that i'm doing something beautiful for the work of god is too beautiful and fantastic i'm here now it things are working very very nice you are powder because the thing fell on you you didn't rise up and jump on the thing true or not true that word go when i when i came into full-time ministry you know i used to ask myself a question because i used to work at the hospital so i always used to ask myself a question what is the reason why you've come here now because you cannot i mean you could have gone to the hospital to work and come here in the evening so why are you here uh, it was a question that was always on my mind till i started to travel when i travel and i realized that i could not maintain because at a point i realized oh now by this trip they are sucking me because i'm never around i have to go here i have to come i have to do this i have to come i have to do this I have to come. so a lot of going is is a great part of ministry and that's why jesus you don't find him in one place that's why you always notice the locations when we go to israel have you been to israel do you want us to go to israel i'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a deal. I'll give you a deal. Sit down, sit down, I'll give you a deal. Yeah. We are going to have a camp meeting here, not, a, not necessarily this hall, with five thousand Americans here. Can it be possible? That the, the camping, the people who come to the camp, five thousand. That is a goal i'm giving you when you do that i'm going to have a special exclusive trip to israel with only american christians no nobody is allowed you cannot come from anywhere else to join that israeli it's a deal that i'm making with you yeah i'm giving you that commission and you will enjoy when i go with you to israel you will enjoy you even if you've been, you realize you've not been before. Yes. I was there last year with some people. Some they had been there four, five, and they said, We have never we have not experienced this before. Yeah. Lot ago, you were there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because we go in the ministry of Jesus. Yeah, it's not about just going to listen to tour guides who are not Christians. <laughs> Yes, uh, you were there. Ah, he was there. You said what? It makes the Bible real to you. I'll show you all the things, the Bible things there. And if I get the chance, I'll take you to Rome too. Yeah. That no Jamaicans, Caribbeans are not allowed on such a journey. Yes, you know, we are not accepting people from London. There's, there's no way, no way. It's just USA because we don't. It, it spoils the trip when you have people from other places. I don't want Nicaragua and all this. No, 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 no. No, 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 no.
5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. When you go to when you go to Israel and you are too many, it's not nice. So wait, 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 wait. So when you cross the five thousand at a camp, I would, I'm telling you, I'm giving you my covenant. It is and it is work for me to go with you because I've been, I've already been, and I've shown people. But I'm telling you my side. That's my covenant. You fulfill yours. I also fulfill mine. Yes. What I'm saying to you, eh? Is that then I'll divide you into the group, goable groups, so that we are it's more very enjoyable visit in out. You are blessed. So USA, I am commissioning you for, with more work to bring five thousand campable members to a camp meeting, and then that is it. Your covenant is fulfilled. You are going to Israel. Give the Lord a shout and a clap offering. In order to win this number of souls, you must allow the young people to also be pastors and apostles. Yes. Because if you don't allow the young people to also have churches, you get it. You are not, we, are, we, we can't reach that, we can't reach those numbers. Because they all have to be pastors and apostles and teachers and all that of the world. Are you listening to me? Yes. So, is it a deal? deal. Now, this does not include Canada. This does not include Canada. Are you Americans? You are Canadians. I'm coming to Calgary in June. In June, so we have a meeting there. I can make a deal with you also. Yes. Young pastors. Young pastors, 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 
We are going heaven knows that we are going. We know we will. We will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. We know we will. fall on us I said no more sitting down for a stone to fall on us I we are going because Jesus said go go and sit down He says, Go ye. That's the first highlight. Go. Highlight number one. Go. Go ye. Not go day. Go ye. Hey. Maybe the second highlight is ye. Ye. <laughs> you, you go. 
You go. Don't think of other people. Why are you thinking of somebody else in this message? Here I am, send them. Here am I, send them. Send, send somebody. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Sit down for a moment. Let us welcome Reverend Ayim Dankwa, my friend from all the way in Miami, to bring us a quick greeting. I am blessed to be with you this afternoon. Lighthouse Chapel, you are so blessed. You are blessed because you have a blessed leader. Bishop is not only a blessing to Lighthouse Chapel, but to the entire world. One day I was privileged to have an encounter with Jesus. And in the encounter, the last portion of it was that he stood there and was looking at me. He stood almost six feet, a little bit, probably maybe like Bishop's height. He is not muscular, he doesn't have this stomach. He had, he had a sandy brown hair curled over here. And his demeanor, humility. You see, when you see him, you see hum, epitome of humility. Meekness and gentleness. His two dead was looking at me. And I was so humble to see the creator, so humble, standing there. See, it taught me a big lesson that the contentious demeanor of people and I'm saying this to say something that of all the ministers and pastors that I know of Bishop's caliber the person who is closest to Jesus in demeanor and humility is Bishop. One day, my first son was preaching and he said, who will be close to, to look like Jesus? Then he said, maybe Bishop Doug. Yeah, that's what he said. And so we are so blessed. Me, I am following hard after him. Last night, I slept two and a half hours. Then we woke up and drove. I want to follow this man because he's a good man. And you are blessed. Sometimes some of you may not really know what you have. You have 
a blessed man of God. And I'm happy that I've known him. He calls me his friend. I'm privileged. You see, I've told the Lord Jesus that, Lord, I don't want to say I am your friend. You must call me your friend. We sing the song, I am a friend of God. No, please. You must qualify to be his friend. Jesus said, you are my friend if you do whatsoever I tell you. And so I thank God for Bishop Doug and for being a friend to him. God bless you. Wow. Oh, put your hands together for Reverend Miswai. If there is any contentious person near you, you need to extradite that contentious person from your environment. Contentious means super executive kingly pompous. Tell your neighbor no contentiousity. Now, sit down, please. For a moment. Highlights of the Great Commission by Matthew. Go somewhere. Go. Believe you me. If you just humble yourself and say, Lord, I hear you saying go. Lord, Lord, this is between me and you. Lord, I don't want to go anywhere. Lord, I beg you. Lord, I don't normally say these things, but I really don't want to go anywhere. Please help me, Jesus. I beg you to help me. I don't want to disobey you. But this one is a bit much. Will you help me, Lord? Thank you for helping me. Amen. Amen. That's all. Don't say anything else. And you'll be shocked. God's power is fantastic. Rarely do I find God requiring from anybody a very high leap. From all my experience in working with God, it's gentle steps, step, step, step. There's rarely a step that the, the step before was not related to or somehow linked to. That's my experience. Rarely is there like a huge leap to anything. Yes. And that is why when God was blessing our church in America, he wanted the church to move from New York not to Mashishi in Mozambique. No, to move to just to Atlanta. And it was becoming a problem. Number two, 
ye. Don't misapply this to anybody. When I say self-righteousness, we had it this morning. Apply it to yourself. I beg you. I beg you. Look at yourself. Don't think of any far person. Highlight number three. And teach. Teach. But before we come to teach, highlight number three, I will call it all nations. Yes. So all nations are part of the great commission. All nations. All nations are part of the great commission. So America is just one. So who do you think is going to go to these nations? <laughs> huh? Who do you think? Like who who are you nominating? Yeah. We are always nominating people for something that we need to do. Yes. One day a brother wasn't well when he went to the hospital. They said that he needed a kidney transplant. So, when he came, the brother, the, the leader of the fellowship said, they should pray for the brother. <laughs> and the main problem was that he needed a donor. So somebody to donate his kidney. Do you understand? And you be operated on and they remove the kidney as one, a donation. So, you see, it all comes from nobody wants to do it. So when they finished praying, they said, who will of us in the fellowship who have prayed, who donate his kidney? And nobody was lifting his hand. So the leader of the fellowship said, one of us has to donate his kidney. Huh? Yes. So, are you listening? To, I'm telling you a real story. So, as nobody was no- nominating himself, the leader of the fellowship took a feather and he said, He's going to leave the feather in the air, and the feather will come down, and whoever it goes to, that person has to donate his kidney. so everybody agreed you see all these feather and things are coming in because nobody wants to so he lifted up the lifted up the feather at the prayer meeting and then the feather started to come down and he started coming towards the leader. <laughs> Immediately, the leader started to bind it. He 
for the feather to go to somebody else. I, I don't even know how the whole prayer meeting ended. <laughs> that they couldn't get somebody to donate his kidney. So you see, that is how we are. We are like these people at the prayer meeting for the kidney donor. We are not getting anybody to nominate himself. And it becomes like a joke. Who will go? Yes. So all nations, every nation. So I have taken it upon myself. Every nation. Yeah, every nation. We are in about 90 countries, I, I hear. Yeah. But we want to go to every nation, including Morocco, Algeria, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, all nations. Uh, because I, 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 recently I started to say, I said, all nations means all nations. This is sub-Saharan Africa or non-whatever countries. All nations are all nations. You should see our church in Mali. Wow. The building. Yeah. They have almost completed a huge, a big building. Mali, Bamako. 99.9% Islamic. It's there. Big. Yeah. And the church is working. Financed by the church there. Yeah. By the congregation in, in, in Mali. Yeah. And our project is just beginning. All those can Niger, all of them. Yeah. Go there. After have, have to accept it practically. This it means what it says. Every nation. So when I look at the South American countries, I wonder. And I I feel, as Dr. Go was saying, that it's time that some of us are going to say. We don't need any feather at any prayer meeting to, to tell us who is going to go to South America. And you see, the same story as to how we spread. You see, a time will come where when we are meeting, we don't know which language to use for our camp meeting. Whether it's English, Spanish, or Portuguese. Yes. Yeah. And the Spanish come meet Spanish members flowing. If if people had listened to the call of God, like by now, we would have such a large Panama, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, down there, Colombia. We would have had more. We would have had large congregations and a lot of Spanish-speaking people. But it's nobody you want to do do to know know nothing. Yes, true. Would have. You see, people don't know how small you are is what you would have been. You don't have any idea. Wow. It's just because of not going. And not practically believing this word about nations. Every country across the border, there's a new country. God loves the people there. That is the instruction from God to us. That is his reward to his disciples who have been with him for three years and were almost killed in the process. Almost drowned with him, almost crucified with him, almost everything they escaped with him. They were beating Jesus, he was escaping. They arrested, they were, they were adding Peter to the thing, they would have been four. The two thieves, Jesus and Peter. He escaped with the skin of his teeth. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, I want us to believe that God is actually giving us this real commission. And these are the highlights. All nations. 
So now any country, and there are a lot of islands, God is expecting you to land there and stay there and be the missionary there. Yes, that's the great commission. And, and, and it, is, it is his reward. It is his reward for us. That is his reward for us. That is his reward for us. That is his blessing for us. It's nothing but a great blessing. People look at our church and they, they just marvel. Recently, I was, I was there and I saw a lawyer had put up on a Facebook. He went to a country, an Islamic country, and he saw our church and he said, Look, one of the exports of Ghana is this lighthouse church. <laughs> yeah. All nations, all nations, all nations. That's your blessing. That's your blessing. I don't know whether you don't like it. That's your blessing. And and that's why I say. And I'll tell you something. There is no big jump. You see, Bible says his commandments are not grievous. His commandments are not grievous. That means they are not like very painful, very worse. They are always steps. Coming, coming to, for me full time, it wasn't like I was giving up my mansion somewhere. Oh, there was no, I didn't have anything. I didn't have no needle. <laughs> it's not like I had some big house, I'm giving up a big house. I had nothing. What's happened to our sound? Hello? You didn't notice? All right. Is it better? All right. Amazing. When we were coming to full time, it was like we are some, I mean, big time tycoons with who were no NATO. They have even anywhere to stay. We just stepped, it was not quite natural to come into full time. Only that it still looked stupid. It looked foolish. But it wasn't such a huge jump. Yes. God's commandments are not grievous. Most of the things he tells, it's not likely to tell you to heal people if you haven't even started preaching. You see, preaching, if you are going wrong, you can just shout or something and then nobody will know that you are going wrong. But with the healing, you can't fake it. It's not likely to send you to a worldwide evangelism somewhere, even your own area. You can't even, maybe, t- you see, when I went to, when I went to uh, Switzerland, uh, uh, one of our pastors from Switzerland was telling me, he said, look, he took the book, How to Be Born Again and posted it in everybody's post box yeah he told me how many hundreds of them he made he said he's going to print himself more and put it there and he told me somebody who has come to church from some of these things yeah i mean before you say you are even going to write a book somebody has written one and you can't post it before you start writing books most of the things God tells us to do is the, is the very next step. The very next step. 
it's not so fantastic. So I said, go to all nations. And what is the next country? Mexico. Would have had Mexican members. Plenty. More humble than the American members. More. But nobody is prepared to. They would have employed you as, uh, to teach English. You may have even become like a diplomat. You may have been employed in some embassy somewhere. You may have had this and that. You may, but I visited. I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about all those things. Those are not the reasons why you go places. You would have had so many things. But, so we we'll go to heaven and see. Me, I know God showed me many people are going to regret. Yeah, many people are going to regret not taking his commission seriously. This is the commission. This is the command. Go, therefore, and to nations. Then the next one is the next highlight. How many highlights do you have? Three highlights. Highlight number four is teaching. Now, you see, this again shows you that it's not only preaching evangelism that is the Great Commission. In fact, in this most popular and common Great Commission, it's teaching. And teaching is not possible unless you stay there for some time. And staying there for some time means, therefore, that it becomes a church. So, this commission is actually a church planting commission. It involves teaching. You have to teach. And to teach, you have to stay. And to teach, you have to speak. And to teach, you have to learn the language. That's why even the young people are going to do a lot of this kind of work. Yeah. You know, one person said to me something. He said, to be in the ministry is exciting. Yeah. There's no dull moment in my life. There's always something happening. One young man, he was from, from England, and he was telling me, he said, it's just exciting. There's always something that is going on. Something is happening. One brother said to me one time, he said to me when he came, to me, he said, you make the ministry exciting. It looks exciting and nice and fun. It is fun. It's exciting. There's always something that we are fighting, killing, arresting, moving, solving, pushing something. You get it? It's, there's never a dull moment. Yeah. You are a bus driver from here to here. You come. Then you go back. Then you come. Then you go back six times a day. That's all. And you are doing it every day for the next 20 years. Or in a plane. You sit here. You go come. Go come. Go come like that. There are higher jobs. Higher jobs. Higher jobs. The reward that Jesus gave his disciples was this. Go ye therefore, teach them. And then the next one is baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So baptizing people, baptizing people in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Baptisms. How many have not yet been baptized in water? Yes. You need to be baptized. And you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. How many have not yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit? You don't yet speak in tongues. 
That's an easy question. You don't yet speak in tongues. Wave your hand. Oh, give me a wave, give me a wave, give me a wave, give me a wave. Yes, quite a number of us. You need to speak in tongues. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, you can't easily be a good Christian. You struggle too much. You need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, going into the nations. Going, therefore, doing the will of God. That is the beautiful will of God. Amen. So, this is the, this is the blessing. The blessing is in the nation you go to. The blessing is in the traveling. You know, one day I was going to travel and I was saying, Lord, hey, is it safe to travel? And the Lord showed me. He said, you see Billy Graham? Years ago. You know where he's been? He has been up, down, up, down. You know Billy Graham had a crusade in Kumasi? Billy Graham had a crusade in Accra. Billy Graham has been to Nigeria. He has been everywhere. Yeah, when he says he's been to 100 and whatever nations, it's not just a cliche. It's real. And you wouldn't go anywhere. You see how he was honored when he died. Eh? We were all watching from all over the world. We were just watching that casket. We never saw his body, but we're just looking at the box in awe. In awe. We're looking at that box in awe because of what he did. And everybody honored him and remembered. And he had no other message. One message, Jesus Christ. Pure salvation. You see how he was honored? All the presidents. I saw President Clinton standing there. Looking at, talking, 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 talking. President Trump, this one. President Bush. I mean, the man, no prosperity, motivational, whatever, whatever. And going, traveling, going, coming, going, coming, going, saying the same thing. That's the blessing. There's no command like this command. It stands alone in, in it being a reward for the disciples' suffering that they have been through. He gave them more work. I know you've worked with me for three years, but this is now your reward. Go to the nations of the world. And God is giving you his great reward for working for him in America. Huh? in america and now he's giving us a commission we want five thousand camping members in a camp that's it and you have achieved it something wonderful will happen to every i tell you you'll be knocked over your feet with a thousand different kinds of blessings i'm telling you you'll be somersaulting with many blessings yes you won't even believe what it has led to yeah, there is no negative thing in God's commission. It's 100% positive and all out light shining on your life throughout. For you to do his will and his commission. The great commission. Made popular by Hudson Taylor. That word was not used by anybody. Till he said this is the great commission. This is the big one. This is the big one. This is the big one. The last one was the big one. He called it the great commission. It's the great one. Are you listening to me? Yes. yes. So there must rise up a spirit of obedience to God. There must rise up a spirit of yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
And I dare say some, some, some religious people are even more, more obedient. I mean, people who are not charismatic and Holy Ghost speakers are more even obedient than us. Some of them who, who, who didn't do... I, I mean, I've met a number of people who said, you know, I should have been a priest, but I couldn't. So I am helping this person to be a priest. And I don't find that much in our circles where you find, oh, I should have done this, but because I didn't know, I'm helping this person to do it. I don't find that much. It's almost like, ah, we're all not doing it. <laughs> we all didn't do it. We all didn't do anything. Yes. But it should be within us that I didn't do it, but that's what I should have done. But I want to help somebody to do it. One missionary, he told me, his brother was a Christian, has fallen to the lowest level of possible Christianity. I don't want to go into the details. But he told me, he said, it is that my brother who sends me money and so has supported me in this mission and has supported my mission. He's at the lowest level of difficulty. Yeah, he's the one. It's amazing. Uh, sometimes our self-righteous what do you call it you don't want someone to shine and make you look a little odd or dark let's all be in the darkness so that we all look gray colored we all look color gray but if i let this i push this person he shines white it will make me look black it's time for us to accept lord even me, I'm accepting the Great Commission now. Yeah. Because Charlie, the word applies to all of us. So. Yeah, have, all these countries, Morocco, I've ruled them out of my... I said, Charlie, they should all... I don't know where they are, whether hell or heaven or whatever, Charlie. I'm not the savior of the world. They should find their own salvation. <laughs> but you see, now I'm thinking about it that no. All nations means all nations. So if God is even going to use me to, to start a church in Morocco and such places, then it means that he's rewarding me. That's what it means. I don't know what it means. It means he's going to reward me. And that's the reward that he's giving me. It means I need to be alive to do it. More work. Stop trying to find husbands. Stop wasting your time. It's a very difficult job you are, you are getting into. Look at the commandment there. Go ye. Think of that one. Go ye. Teaching. Sharpen your teaching skills. Get ready to teach. Is this from Kenya? Is this from Kenya? Are you Kenyans? Ugandans. Ugandans. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least something from the same area. As if it, it, it looked as if you didn't know where I was talking about. <laughs> is, it, is it right for them to be surprised? Are they new? Are they new people? No, they are not new. Is this your first time at the camp? Second time at the camp. Is it right for them to be? They are not even begging. They are not even. They are not. They are not even. No, I mean, they are not even. They are not even begging. Okay. They are begging. They are begging. Can't you see they are begging? Give me the bottle.
All right. We are going to watch a video now. So if you, have to, you are so busy, go somewhere and, and do, do your phone. The other day, shh, somebody asked me, oh, can I join you in the office? I want to. So I said, oh, no problem. Join us. We are having meetings. We are doing counseling. When he came in, he said he was on his phone. I said, I told him, I just said, Charlie, you are a busy man. You get it? You are a busy man. We don't have. So it's, there's something wrong with that. All right. So please, let us focus a bit. In the campus tomorrow, then we finished. That's all. So let us focus on what we are doing and I believe God is blessing us. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.